police in the morning. In the winter of 1982, a 12-man research team at a remote Antarctic research station discovers an alien buried in the snow for over 100,000 years. Soon unfrozen, the form-changing alien wreaks havoc, creates terror, and becomes one of them. I'm Corey. And I'm Paul. And we are the the B-Movie Bros. Here are B-Movies to the best of our ability. Sometimes we get off topic, but randomness is a gift. Here we are. It's the final week of April. And we've been doing alien invasion, aliens coming to Earth all month long. And we're finishing out with the 1982 classic, John Carpenter's The Thing. What better way to end it? You've heard what the back of the Blu-ray box had to say. Let's dive right into this shit with our technical difficulties top and bottom three. What should we start with, Paul? Let's start with the top first. All righty. For me, number three. The story is fun, interesting, and moves along at a great pace. Number two. McCready is a badass, always willing to do whatever it takes. Threatening, murdering, torching, and blowing shit up just to save everybody else. But mostly himself. And number one. The special effects in this movie are amazing. Life-life textures and motions, which hold up extremely well even by today's standards. This is the true beauty, art, and a masterpiece of practical special effects. Hell yeah. Number three, this movie is perfectly paced. Within the first half hour, a seemingly crazy Norwegian man is shooting at a seemingly normal dog. Then McCready and Doc discover some kind of mutated part alien human monstrosity. Then all of a sudden, the seemingly normal dog's turning into some alien thing. And turns out it can mutate into any living organism that it eats. And from that point on, it's a series of who's an alien, who's not. Like, as, as the level-headed crew slowly become more paranoid and trigger-happy, it all comes off so natural. Like, everything progresses at a perfect pace. Number two. I like the entire cast of characters. They each played well off each other. No one acted unrealistically stupid for the sake of the plot, nor were they caricatures of characters. They were each kind of likable and... At least enough so that when they died, I actually kind of gave a shit. This was especially impressive considering how many characters there were. And number one, the practical effects in this movie, like Corey said, are absolutely beautiful. Each appearance of one of the aliens is drastically different from one another, but they're all incredibly well done. This may be the best usage of practical effects I've ever seen in a film. Well, on to the bottom. What could we find? What could we find that was really bad about this movie? It was it was so heart wrenching to do that. It's gonna be hard to find negatives for this. It's such a great film. Uh, for me, number three. If only they would have questioned why. Why were the Norwegians trying to obliterate a dog? You know, they may have prevented the whole catastrophe. Like, you know, oh, this dog is seemingly a menace. Let's let's lock it up and and see if it's okay, or let's let's keep it away from the other dogs. But no, no, let's just let it roam free and you know cause everybody this great disaster. To be fair, the way they acted was pretty rational, and given the situation, I suppose. I mean, I would have. The Norwegian was also shooting at them, so logically they'd think, well, this guy's a nut. Oh. Uh, this dog is an alien. Or, you know, whatever. Number two. What were they even researching in Antarctica anyway? Like, they, they aren't really given a reason for being down there. You don't know what anybody's expertise is other than 
McCready is a pilot and Windows does the radio and Doc and Blair are doctors. Everybody else, it's kind of just like a mystery. Why are they there? They were there to discover if it's really cold in Antarctica or not, whether or not it was a myth. And then number one, the universe of the thing consists of three parts. The thing, the thing, and the thing. You may be saying, you just repeated yourself, but unfortunately, no. There is a movie that is a prequel that came out in like 2011 or something. There is the original movie from 1982, and then there's a video game from the early 2000s all of which complete the storyline, except the prequel movie is a piece of shit that has, it's supposed to be about the Norwegian base and all that, and they literally do things in the movie for no reason, just to have it set up for when they discovered in the original movie. But it doesn't make sense how the things happen to it. It's such an unnecessary idea. Like, and the, the, the only memorable thing about the movie to me is that Ramona Flowers plays the, like, girl, and that's not even the, the actress's royal name. That's just, you know, she was Ramona Flowers and Scott Pilgrim. The video game is actually fairly good and brings some conclusion to the story of the original movie. I would recommend if you like the movie to play the video game for the original Xbox or PlayStation 2, but avoid the prequel movie. Fucking piece of shit. If you own a PlayStation 2 or an Xbox, um, definitely play the game. All right, number three. At the beginning of the film, there's this... UFO shown hovering over Earth, which is obviously the ship that the aliens came down in from wherever the fuck they were from. And this just seemed really unnecessary and kind of took away from the discovery of the UFO later on in the film. I didn't think it was necessary. I thought it should have started with the Norwegians shooting at the dog. It just kind of took away from the discovery, in my opinion. It's the only thing that's seemingly out of place for the movie. Yeah, for everything else, everything seemed to have a place. That was just a really awkward way of starting the film out. Number two, mutilated dogs make me sad. And there were a lot of them in this film. I was sad. Sad dog or sad. And number one, so spoilers, everyone dies. Well, technically, Childs and McCready are still alive at the end of the film, but it's heavily implied that they're basically fucked. And in the video game, it's confirmed that neither Childs or McCready survived, which is a real bummer. And that's like the first stage of the video game. Yeah. <laughs> well, something we really didn't mention too much was the dialogue, so let's have ourselves a good old-fashioned quote war. So we'll quote this movie back and forth. I'll get us started with... Maybe we're at war with Norway. First goddamn week of winter. Maybe we'll just warm things up a little around here. I'm trying to get some sleep. I was shot today. I don't know what the hell's in there, but it's weird and pissed off, whatever it is. I just cannot believe any of this voodoo bullshit. If we've got any surprises for each other, I don't think we're in much shape to do anything about it. I just want to get up to my shack and get drunk. That ends this episode's edition of Quote Wars. If you have a favorite quote from this film or anything you'd like to say, please leave it in the comments below. I think it's time we give this film our final take. Remember, friends, our final take is a score on our shot scale. Our shot scale is a reverse scale, 1 to 10, 1 being the best, 10 being the worst. How many shots do you need to get through this film? I gave it a 1 out of 10. I also gave it a 1 out of 10. So, John Carpenter's The Thing is one of those movies that transcends the space and time of the film industry. Due to its setting and its gritty yet clean style, it could have been filmed at any time within the last three decades. As such, the most ambitious and fantastic of these qualities is the beautiful special effects. Lifelike textures, glistening skin, superb animatronic or puppetry, I honestly can't tell. 
all combined to make this a true masterpiece of the horror genre. And that's without even getting into the characters in the storyline. It's just, it's one of those films every person who likes movies needs to see at one point in their life, sooner rather than later. John Carpenter's The Thing is about as perfect as a horror film can get. The amazing pacing, the great acting, constant mystery, and stunning practical effects. This movie is basically flawless. It's a great idea implemented perfectly from beginning to end. I can watch this movie a thousand more times without getting bored of it. It's just that amazing. I don't even know what else to say. A perfect score is all this can get, and anyone who gives it anything else is incorrect. If for some reason you you know, don't want to remember this film, there's always ways that we can drink away this flick. Drink away this flick. So come on and grab your drink. Let's drink away this flick. Bum, 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 bum. We'll give some drinking games for this movie, but remember, friends, drink responsibly. Number one. Every time someone is alone, take a drink. Number two, every time something blows up, take a drink. Number three, whenever someone is drinking, take a drink. Number four, anytime someone refers to an alien as a thing, take a drink. And number five, of course, because it's Alien Invasion Month, every time there is a new alien introduced, take a drink. Every time McCready refers to the Norwegians as Swedes, take a drink. Every time the thing is partially mutated as either a dog or a human, take a drink. Every time someone uses a blowtorch, take a drink. And every time someone is suspected of being an alien, take a drink. And those are your ways to drink away this flick. If you have any thoughts about this movie or anything else B-Movie related, you can leave us a comment either iTunes or SoundCloud. You can also email us at bmoviebros.gmail.com, like us on Facebook at facebook.com dash bmoviebros, follow us on Twitter at bmoviebros, or my personal Twitter at bmoviepaul. You can check out all our other content, including reviews, interviews, and chats on our website bmoviebros.com, where we have new shows each week. If you want to help support the show, consider donating to our PayPal or Patreon accounts. Links provided below. Well, we've come to the end of week four, the end of April in Alien Invasion Month. Let's rank the movies we've seen. Worst to best for me in the number four spot was Alien Surveillance. Good concept. Would have been much better as a short. Just went on way too long. Number two, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Great concept. Done in a fantastic over-the-top way and just didn't really, you know, have any bad qualities. Except the good bad qualities. Number one. I mean, two. Bad taste. The taste was actually impeccable. Very good. Very good indeed. And number one, I don't know many movies that could beat it out, John Carpenter's The Thing, the first R-rated movie I ever personally bought or owned. It is one of the all-time classics and greats of film. Yeah, my order is exactly the same. Number four, Alien Surveillance. Great concept, not the greatest of deliveries. Number three, Killer Clans from Outer Space. It was exactly what I was hoping it would be, considering it's called Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Bad taste. As Peter Jackson's first film, he did a great job. It's no wonder he ended up making Lord of the Rings. And number one, The Thing. I mean, it's, it's as close to perfect as any film could possibly be. All right, Paul, I know next month is May, but we've put it off long enough, and, and we really have to get this place cleaned up, and you know what that means. Ah, uh, another spring cleaning. So let's see what we can find. Let's rummage around here. Oh, fuck yeah, check out this VHS here. Faces of Death. Oh, God. Awesome, straight from Gorgon Video, 1978. Ooh, 1990 release. 
This is perfect, Paul. It's going to have to be one of those films I watch while my wife's not at home. So until next time, friends, be brave, be alive, and be back for more. Get over the next